on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. It is the Wally night, so does that mean the Canucks will finally light the lamp and win their first game of the season? We have a full breakdown of Canucks versus Hurricanes and also my interview with Locked On NHL. This is Locked On Canucks, and it starts right now. Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I'm your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Process Sports with an underscore at the end. That's Process Sports with an underscore at the end. So today, of course, happy Diwali to all you listeners out there, to those of you that may celebrate Diwali. Of course, it's a very festive night in the South Asian community. And tonight, the Canucks will be honoring that with their commemorative Diwali jerseys, beautiful jerseys, I believe. Um, I will give the Canucks credit. They might not be winning a lot, but whenever they celebrate Diwali night, they always do it proper and pay the right homage to the South Asian community, a community that backs this team up a lot, spends a lot of money to go to games. As you go to any Canucks game, you will see the South Asian community representing all the time. That makes me so happy to see um, and so proud to be a part of that community um, that represents uh, the Vancouver Canucks. So and thank you to the Canucks for always honoring uh, our community. And, of course, Jazzy B, um, Pangara icon Jazzy B, will be performing. Uh, and I hope the Canucks do pull away with a win. Uh, tonight, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, of course, you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast services. Also, you can find us on YouTube um, and also follow our show's Twitter at Locked On Canucks. So, first things first, I want to cut to an interview I did uh, last night with Locked On NHL that aired this morning, talking about the Canucks and their struggles early on, and then we'll get into uh, the game tonight. So. Without further ado, let's cut right into it. Here is my interview with Gil Martin of Locked On NHL. And welcome back to the Locked On NHL podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today. And thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show the host of Locked On Vancouver Canucks, Justin Pooney. And Justin, a little bit of a disappointing start to the season here for Vancouver. If you could sum it up in a, in, in a paragraph or two, what's going wrong so far? Uh, a paragraph might be a bit too, I think it's, you said it, you said it perfectly off the top, just disappointing. Um, this team, you know, I was high on this team coming into the season. We talked uh, before the season started. Um, I came on and I said that this team should be a playoff team. Um, you know, the, the, the skill level and the players they have, especially in their forward group uh, and in net, they should be, you know, competitive every night and they should be winning some games. Um, before the season started, like the week before, you know, the, the five-game road trip, I had said, if this team can hover around 500 um, or, you know, get a, a two, to, two wins, a couple OT losses or whatever, um, that would be a successful road trip. Uh, well... The first game, they got up to a great start in Edmonton. And I'm like, wow, you know, maybe this is actually going to come to fruition. And they, of course, blew a lead to the Oilers, which I kind of gave them a pass on. I'm like, hey, look, 
It's the Edmonton Oilers, McDavid, Drysidle, home opener. They're going to be fired up. They're going to there's going to be no quit. So I'll give that excuse. Then they go to Philadelphia, which I thought would be an easy victory, given the Flyers going to see. Now the Flyers have been an extremely big surprise this season so far. Anyway, um, but they blow another lead in Philadelphia. Okay, now I sense a little bit of a pattern happening. Go to Washington. They go down. They come back. Score two goals in 11 seconds. They take the lead. And the third period hits, and they don't. Then they lose again. So then now the panic is starting to set in. Um, and at that point, I was kind of like, you know what? They still got two games left. Uh, at that point in time, Columbus and Minnesota uh, were not had not had a win on their record at all. And they go to Columbus, and they go to Minnesota, and they lose both games in overtime. And you could just sense that there's a lot of pressure on this team to finally win, and there's still a whole lot of pressure. And you saw kind of – I think last night was rock bottom. At least I hope. I don't know if there's any more lower you can go. There was three jerseys thrown on the ice. Um, fans were booing. Um, and if you just go, you know, in Canada right now, the Canucks are trend number two trending on Twitter, right? Uh, so it just shows you just how passionate this fan base is, how angry this fan base is, and just how disappointed we are because we expected a lot more. And I don't know if changes are going to happen. Jim Rutherford did speak. Uh, last night saying that we can't make an ir- just a move for the sake of making a move. But if they lose tomorrow, when do you, where do you draw the line, right? So uh, definitely a disappointing and kind of uh, a gut punch to start the season. One of the problems, at least statistically, has been goaltending. That's your Demko save percentage, just 858. The goals against average over four. Has it been the defense in front of them? Has it been the goaltending, or is it a combination of both? It's a combination of both. Um, I would say, you know, this defense core has been hit with a lot of injuries. Of course, Quinn Hughes didn't play last night. He's day-to-day. Tucker Pullman is out, and, we know, with his concussion history, we don't know if he's potentially ever going to come back and play. Uh, Tyler Myers just returned. Um, Of course, Travis Dermott is still out. Um, and you know, they're relying on guys that just quite frankly are not NHL defensemen as much as, you know, Vancouver native Kyle Burroughs is a, is a good, um, organizational depth defenseman. And when I say that a guy that can, you know, slide up and down and play serviceable, but when you're relying on a guy like that, you can't have it. When you're relying on a guy like Luke Shen, you can't have it, but that's the mess the Canucks made. They have to live with the mess they made. They just sleep in that bed. And because they made that mess, right? Does Thatcher Demko need to be better? Yes, absolutely. You know, people were saying before this season started, he could get some serious Vesna consideration. Well, he doesn't look like that right now. And I've harped on this all the whole summer. And this team is only going to go as far as Pedersen, Hughes, and Demko take them. Those three are the key pillars of this organization. Yes, JT Miller's there and has been playing well, but. Those three guys need to show that, hey, we can be superstar-level players. And Pedersen has had flashes of that. Hughes, of course, been battling some battling an injury. And Demko just hasn't reached that level of play just yet. So uh, it's been a bad start. It's exactly what every Canucks fan wanted to avoid, considering what happened last year. But they find themselves in this predicament again. Now they got to dig themselves out of this hole once again. So how? 
how do they dig themselves out? And do you expect the coaching staff to make any changes in the lineup? Well, you're seeing that now. So from practice, uh, practice today, JT Miller was moved back to the wing, playing all along with Bo Horvat. And quite frankly, I think that's when they had their most success. When JT Miller is playing on the wing and you're not relying on him to be that top dog, that number one center. Because quite frankly, he never really played center until he got here, right? He's always been a natural winger. So when you force him to be that number one guy to keep all that on his plate, and I get it. He had the big year last year, got the big new deal, but he's had turnovers. You know, he got into it with Luke Shen yesterday at the intermission. Uh, he's been, well, he was on the ice for all eight goals out at the beginning of the season. Um, I need to see JT Miller. Now, I don't know if it's because, you know, the whole contract dispute and then he had a baby and he hasn't really had a, you know, a chance to really just focus it on hockey. Well, it's time for him to focus in on hockey now because he's getting paid a lot of money. He's going to be counted on. I need to see JT Miller do what JT Miller does best, and that's play a hard and nose 200-foot game. I need to see Brock Besser. He cannot be invisible anymore, right? Brock Besser has the skill set to be a 30-goal scorer. He came into this season saying, I want it to 30-goal plateau. Well, a 30-goal scorer does not go MIA for for extended periods of time. You have to be a difference maker out there. Um, so I think the onus is on the big guys on this team. These guys that get paid big-ticket contracts, those are the guys that have to lead this franchise out of this dark spell. It's not... I know Canucks fans love complaining about ownership and rebuilding and all of this and all of that. And I've never been a big proponent of rebuilding, especially right now, because um, as I'm sure all you guys know, Canucks fans are very uh, irrational with their emotions, right? So the last 24 hours have been to strip the whole team down. We should have rebuilt. We should have done that. Well, you know what? I don't believe in that because the three best players on this team are all in their primes, right? Or, you know, the, th the th big three guys I just mentioned earlier. Uh, what's the sense of rebuilding? You want them to play meaningful hockey and keep on growing, right? You have insulated a nice young pieces. Andre Kuzmenko has played well. He's had his on a little bit of a dry spot, but, you know, I see that he can be an NHL player. Vasily Paul Colson has played well. It's time now for these big guys on this team to kind of just shake every, just shake loose and grab control of the season before it's too late. And we're getting near that territory. We, we are indeed... The next six games, all on Pacific time, five of them are at home. It's mm -hmm. a big opportunity for this team to make up some ground. Absolutely. And I said last week on my show, I said before they go out on that Eastern Conference swing, they need to have at least five wins on their record. If they don't have at least five wins on their record by that point, before they go back out East, there has to be a coaching change. There has to be something to just do – just. Uh, you know, like just change the mental capacity of this roster. Um, now, with that being said, though, I do think once this team kind of gets that monkey off their back and that first win, I do get the sense that wins will start flowing. It's just a matter of if and when that first one comes. So, well, we'll see when that is. Justin, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they can find the podcast and where they can find you on social media? Absolutely. So you can go to YouTube, type in Locked On Canucks for the first thing that pops up. Tomorrow, we will have our game breakdown for the Canucks tomorrow night against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Process Sports, Process Sports with an underscore at the end on both Instagram and Twitter. And of course, follow our show at Locked on Canucks. And then, as you mentioned, Gil, we are available on every podcasting platform. 
All right. Justin, always a pleasure to have you here. Hopefully next time under better circumstances. Absolutely. Take care. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe House Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect it with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who also have your back. And here's why I love them. So, as you guys know, I travel back and forth from Vancouver and Toronto all the time. And it just gives me the peace of mind knowing my house is safe. Um, the Simply Safe technology is awesome. Whenever, wherever I am, I can just look at my phone on the app and I can see my home in crystal clear with the security cameras. And they have high tech sensors that share when anything has been detected. Also, whenever there's a threat, uh, they call the police or for emergency first responders right away. It blankets your home with advanced sensors in every room, door, and window. HD security cameras for inside and outside. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you if a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so they can get your high, get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% off your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive mode monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There is no safe like simply. Welcome back to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, Canucks 0-4-2 on the season are looking to get off the schneid and finally get their first win of the season. They take on the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that, quite frankly, is a Stanley Cup contender. Um, the Canes are currently 3-1-1 on the season. And the Canucks, as I mentioned, have struggled. Now, Saturday was a debacle. We, of course, saw... Uh, jerseys thrown on the ice, and JT Miller uh, was definitely voiced his displeasure today, basically saying um, he doesn't care if they want to do that, they can go ahead and do that, waste their money, uh, basically calling out the fans. And you know what? I can't upset get upset at JT Miller at doing that because, quite frankly, I'd be pretty pissed off too uh, if I was a Vancouver Canuck and I saw um, them throwing stuff on the ice. Um, Bo Horvat talked about, um, you know, how he understands the displeasure and all of that. But let's just cut to the chase. The jerseys are one thing. I would never throw a jersey on the ice because have you seen uh, how much Canucks jerseys are? Uh, yeah, the reverse retros last week dropped, and I was checking out on Van Base's website, three hundred and fifteen dollars. If you think I'm going to throw three hundred fifteen dollars worth of my stuff on the ice, you're absolutely out of your mind. Will I boo a team? Yeah, I'll boo them, but I'm not going to waste my money and throw a jersey on the ice because that's absolutely stupid in my personal opinion. The next thing on the stupidity scale was stuff circulating on Twitter. Uh, apparently, JT Miller was getting harassed at a pumpkin patch with his kids and family. First of all, whoever was doing that, you were absolutely gutless and clueless. I need to get a life. All right? Anybody trolling and pranking or uh, trolling and, for lack of a better term, shit-talking a grown man with his kids and his wife at a pumpkin patch trying to get away from his day job. How would you feel if I went to your day job? Sorry, you. I went to you, 
whenever you're out with your family and started shitting on you for your day job. You come punch me square in the face. And if I was JT Miller, I'd probably go up there and punch somebody square in the face to come like that. Not only disrespecting me, but you're disrespecting my family, you're also harassing me when I'm with my kids. So those Canucks fans that did that are absolutely disgusting, clues and need to get a life. Absolutely. This the city we live in is the best city in the world, greatest city in the world, and I will be the first to say that wherever I go, right? But certain people that are Canucks fans absolutely have no life whatsoever. Absolutely, absolutely just despicable. Just just get a life. Like, I don't understand that. And then people have the audacity to, to sit today to say, oh, you, this is the captain, this is the guy you want to be. If I was Bohr, if I was JT Miller, excuse me, I would have been even more mad. Doesn't nobody disrespect me like that with my personal time with my family? Absolutely not. So that's sickening. And the man just signed a new seven-year uh, seven deal, right? Get a life, Canucks fans that were doing that. Seriously, get a life. Um, I get the frustration. The jersey throwing, I wouldn't do, but teachers on but to bother a man when he's out there with his family it's absolutely just disgusting right it's disgusting and it's not passionate it's just stupidity to me right so when i see this team going forward yes there's a lot of pressure on this team there's a lot of pressure and you're seeing that pressure build right you're seeing that pressure just mount on this team and they don't know what to do um the canucks you know have a lot of question marks right now and the way i see it is can this team turn it around and get back into it now the interesting thing is if the canucks win tonight they're only two points out of a playoff spot which is way too early to look at but i said the other day once this team gets that first win and that kind of monkey is lifted off their shoulders i think they will start to win more games and the confidence will start to flow and they will sports it's just like anything in life. They're always going to rise up to the law of average again. You're going to rise up to where you were supposed to be eventually. Unless, barring any injuries. Now, this team is injured. Uh, Brock Besser is still out. Uh, is, sorry, it was out. Is day-to-day. And Quinn Hughes uh, is week-to-week along with Travis Dermott. So things are not um, looking great on that aspect of it. But once this team gets healthy and they get kind of back into it, I think that you'll see things start flowing back. Now, again, I was really upset on Saturday after this team lost, saying boo them, throw another jersey on the ice, and that was my fault. I know emotions get the best of me, uh, but I would never throw a jersey on the ice. I would never um, taunt a man. And I think once, after thinking about it over the last couple of days and kind of understanding, like, you know what? Like, they just need to win one. Win one game. And I think you'll start seeing the ball roll. Now, tonight, if they lose again and they get shellacked, then we're talking about a whole different story. And I think, you know, it's just time to make changes. Jim Rutherford even said after the game, it's not time to make wholesale changes. Um, I don't don't think that's the case either. But eventually, you're going to have to change something um, with this roster uh, if you want to have um, success. So... That's kind of my thoughts on the state of the Canucks. Uh, Coming up after this last break, I'm going to give you guys my best bets uh, for tonight's game and what I think will transpire. But first, I'd love to talk to you guys. But first... (sighs) 
Uh, thanks for making Locked On Canucks your first listen today. Now your second listen, game-to-game NHL, every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game-to-Game. Covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game-to-game on Locked On. Follow game-to-game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app and YouTube or wherever you get your podcast services. Okay, we are back. Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in. On all things Vancouver Canucks. So tonight, of course, Canucks taking on the three one and one Hurricanes, a team that should be you know in Stanley Cup contention. Uh, right now, the Canucks are minus one, sorry, plus one forty on the money line, and the over under is set at six and a half. Well, the Canucks have been hitting the overs in a lot of games. I think tonight they hit the under. It's going to be a tight scoring game tonight, hopefully, um, and I think tonight you take the Canucks plus one and a half. Uh, I think this will be a closer game. I think um, this team will not get blown out once again. I think uh, you have to have a bounce back. They have to have a bounce back performance. They have to, whether you get even get a point or something, just play hard. Um, uh, so I'm taking the, the under, the Canucks plus one and a half on the puck line. And as for player props, uh, goal scorers, I'm going to go with Mr. Elias Pedersen to score a goal. But I'm also going to go with Sebastian Ajo to score. And I'm going to go with the man, Ilya Mikheyev, to get his first goal for the Vancouver Canucks. Like I said, guys, I don't know if they're going to win tonight. I just need to see a good performance. I need to see the guys play hard. um, And I need to see some bite. I don't need to see them win. I'm hoping they win. Again, it's Diwali night. Jazzy B performing. They got to win them for the culture. Um, but I definitely think the Canucks have what it takes to play a dirty game, hopefully, uh, and win. I don't know if they are, but hopefully they do. Anyway, I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcast. Services, guys, take care, stay safe, and we'll break down this game 